Hey everybody, this is your Dungeon Master Michael Bradley. I just wanted to step in here in the very beginning and uh, sort of let you know what's going on with uh, with this particular episode. Uh, as you could probably tell, uh, this is not the next episode uh, in our current campaign. It's not the, uh, the first episode of Chapter 3. Uh, this is actually uh, our backstory episode for Craig that was originally released as bonus content, but uh, unfortunately, due to some unforeseen circumstances with uh, a couple of our our players, uh, we were not able to get together and record the next episode. So I also figured, you know, this backstory stuff was originally all going to be bonus content, but I feel like it would be much more valuable to the main story to hear the backstory stuff. We still have a ton of bonus content planned, uh, sort of some bonus missions and uh, alternate stuff. Uh, I'm hoping to record the next episode of How to Train Your Dungeon pretty soon, get back to that campaign. But yeah, this episode is uh, a backstory episode. I'm actually planning on releasing another episode before next week's episode is supposed to come out. So another episode before next Saturday that is going to be delving into Clay's backstory, which we've already sort of butted up against a little bit uh, at the very tail end of uh, this last episode. A uh, couple of, you know, maybe confusing things that haven't uh, made really any sense right right now, but uh, we're going to be doing Clay's backstory episode soon, and I, I, I was originally going to release that as bonus content, but I figure I'd just give it to you straight because it's going to provide some interesting context for some of the stuff that's going to be happening over the next few episodes. Uh, but yeah, this episode is Craig's backstory. Another episode that should be coming out before next Saturday is going to be Clay's special backstory episode. And then by next Saturday, we should be releasing episode one of chapter three, which I'm super, super looking forward to. I've been writing the notes for it. Uh, and I think it's going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I'm enjoying how it's uh, sort of the planning of it so far, but it's going to be interesting to see it in practice. So so I'm super excited for that. Uh, as always, thank you guys so, so very much for listening, uh, for downloading, for sharing, uh, telling your friends. Please drop us a rating on iTunes. We'd super duper appreciate it. We do not pay to advertise this show at all, so the only way that we can get the word out uh, is by spreading it, uh, just telling friends. Uh, it would be so, 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 so very helpful. Uh, another note, another uh, episode that I've been sort of planning on doing, I know, uh, well, if you've been listening up to this point, it's probably it probably doesn't affect you too much, but uh, I know the first five episodes, sonically, are a little bit challenging to listen to, so I was planning on doing a recap of chapter one, uh, split up chapter by chapter in the same episode, uh, just so if you do happen to want to do a re-listen, or if you want to introduce your friend to a show but do not want them to have to suffer through the first five episodes, uh, that might be a nice way to to sort of get back on track uh, with that. I'd like it to be as easy as possible, and unfortunately, due to the nature of Dungeons & Dragons, it's not like we can just go back and re-record it because it wouldn't be spontaneous it would be scripted at that point which is really weird and a little creepy in my opinion just kind of uncanny but yeah a lot of stuff to look forward to so please enjoy this special backstory episode please enjoy the next special backstory episode which should be coming up within the next week uh and then we're gonna jump headfirst into chapter three all right thanks a lot bye-bye previously on dungeons dragons and dives Hi, 
My name is Tim Simpson, and I play myself uh, on Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives. My character's name is Craig. He is the tap dancing sorcerer. Not a bard. Not a bard. Not a bard. Surprisingly. Make that very clear. Um, <laughs> we've recently gotten a couple more Patreon subscribers, and we wanted to put out some extra content for those uh, who are generous enough to keep listening in and who want to actually, you know, help us run this by donating a small amount of money every month. Which is amazing. So to those of you who do subscribe to our Patreon, thank you very much and thank you for continuously supporting our show. We put a lot of time and effort into it and we're just happy that it makes you guys happy. So that being said, Michael, the Dungeon Master, had a very, very great idea of coming up with... um, a couple of bonus episodes, some of which you've already heard, if you're listening to this probably, you've heard, um, what's the one with our friend Julie? Uh, here's what we're, we're sort of doing. That that actually, that first episode I actually released for free. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, the bonus episodes sort of that I've got slated for right now, this is actually going to be the first of them, uh, we're going to be doing some uh, backstory episodes for all of our yeah. characters. Uh, I've got three of them planned out. We're going to do one for each person, and then we're going to do uh, an episode kind of where you guys all meet yeah. for the first time. Uh, not to mention How to Train Your Dungeon, which I am hoping to continue uh, as soon as possible. That's the one that we do with uh, with Julie. And maybe one day there'll be a crossover episode. Who knows? I've already got some shit in my brain. Oh, look at that! Okay, uh, so yeah, we figured we'd start... Uh, this is sort of the first in the series. Uh, with uh, We're starting with Craig, the tap-dancing sorcerer. Howdy. Not a bard. Not a bard. Not, we've got to make it very clear. That he is not a bard. And I hope that this will make that actually a little bit more clear. So, uh, we've been sort of discussing backstory and stuff yeah. like that. Sort of how it fits into the world. Uh, let's just dive right in. Let's just talk about it. So, where sure. is Craig from? What's his... What was Craig... Give me a Craig origin. Craig's origin. So, Craig was... You know, Craig is... is while he's not exactly a bard, he is a musician, and, you know, a lot of musicians talk about how, you know, they were born on the streets and raised on the streets, you know, and uh, the fact of the matter is Craig was quite literally born and raised on a street in an alley. It was very dark and dank and scary. What was the name of the town you lived in? He was born in a town called Ridge Rock, um, and... <laughs> He was born to a family, uh, kind of a clan of beggars. His mother and father were beggars. His father and mother's friends were all beggars, and they did beggar things together, like beg and grr. And, you know, for a while, Craig was kind of used as an accessory to beg, um, you know, it's like, you see a family with a cute little baby, they're on the street, what are you gonna do? You're gonna give them money so they could feed that baby. Some of the money went to feeding that baby, but not most of it, or all of it, for matter of fact. <laughs> um, and this went on for about seven years, and, you know, Craig started getting really good at begging and all that stuff, but eventually, the family needed to move on. And they needed to do so without Craig, because he was more of a liability. He was a little bit of a troublemaker, and they couldn't exactly 
justify spending the amount of money that they do to, you know, keep him alive. So they stopped doing it, and they deserted him. Okay, so, Craig is seven years old. Craig is seven years old. You're seven years old. Your family uh, has just deserted you. Yeah. What do you do? I start doing what I know how to do, which is survive on the streets. Um, And Craig really starts to beg a lot more, tries to, you know... He's very charismatic, so people have been giving him money, and it's been fine, but he really hasn't been able to really live off of that at all. Mm -hmm. He can maybe afford, like, one piece of food every other day. And he starts to try to, you know, learn sleight of hand and pickpocket and steal. Now, the fact of the matter is, if you follow the series, you know that Craig is not a very uh, amble person or dexterous person. Craig's not very good at pickpocketing. Okay, so let's let's do this right now. Who, uh, you're you're sort of begging on the street. Nobody's nobody's coming to to give you anything. Yeah. Uh, who's your first mark? My first mark. See an old guy. An old guy. Yeah, he's just an old guy. He's got a cane. We can call him. Uh, Old McPerson. Okay, Old McPerson. Old McPerson had a farm of the of the of the Ridge Rock McPersons. of the Ridge Rock McPersons. Yes, um, and Old is looking a bit old and feeble, and I see he has a little coin pouch. So I think you know that would probably be really easy to steal. Okay, what's your tactic? Uh so I walk on up to him and I say, "Excuse me, sir." Oh yes, sir. No. Um, I'm seven. And I'm lost. Oh, that's horrible. Do you know your way around this town? Could you maybe show me how to get around? Oh, I've, I've lived here for, for, for all my life. Uh, absolutely. How uh, long is that? Uh, quite a while. Quite a while. Yeah, that's quite yes. a while. Well, sure. If Where, you where's just... your mommy? I don't know. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Let's and go. And I go in and I, I give him a big... Like, crying hug. Okay, that we're doing this now, yep. alright. Uh, and as I'm doing that, I kind of just take the pouch off of him. Give me and a sleight of hand check. I'm really hoping this is low. It's a 12. That's a 12, and we're gonna go with your, you know, sort of Craig, Craigly ways, and give that a minus one. That's an 11. So that's an 11. Uh, yeah, you, um, you try to sneak the pouch, but the thing is, like, you... You know, you you're definitely around his body. Yeah. You know, you got it. But you're doing the crying thing, but you're also like not terribly sure where the pouch is. So you're like, kind of grabbing a little bit, uh, uh, pretending to cry, and it's like something's weird about this. Oh no! Uh, he, you, you start feeling around for it. And you you kind of like grab his belt or something yeah. like that, oh, or his shit. suspenders, and you snap them. And he goes, <laughs> what was it? And he turns and he catches you. With your hand in the cookie jar, pretty much. Oh, shit. So I'm going to grab it and run. Okay. You uh, you grab that pouch off of his belt and yep. you uh, run. Make a um, make a dexterity check for me. That's a 10. That's minus a minus one. one. That's nine. Yeah, you... Uh, I mean, he's a very old, very feeble man. So uh, you grab it. You try to run. He grabs your arm, but you slip right out of it. Uh-huh. And you just bolt. Where do you go? What do you do? I mean, he tries to hobble. He goes, thief! Thief! Not to my hideout, because that's... 
I don't want to lead them there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to try to run into some alley where I could duck and get out of there. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you run sort of into a neighboring alley. This man tries to catch up. He's very feeble. He's very cane-using. Uh, so he clearly doesn't catch up with you, and you actually manage to escape. No rolls needed. Shit. Your very first mark, you managed to succeed. And in this pouch, you found, you know, a collection of silver coins. Nice. Yeah. I could buy some bread with this. Essentially, yeah. So I'm going to go to the market, buy myself some bread. You do that. I do that. I eat the bread. I decide mark number two time. And I'm feeling a little bit overzealous because I just made some money, baby. I'm gambling. <laughs> I'm ga- I'm at Vegas. I just hit the penny slots. I won 10 bucks. I'm going all in on blackjack. Okay. I see a young woman. Okay, a young woman. And I decide I'm going to try to rob her of her purse. I Give me a description of this young woman. She is, um, she's a woman. Um, she's got a purse. Uh, she's young-ish. Uh, <laughs> give me a description of the young woman with the purse. She's uh, a woman, t- she's young, and she has a purse. Yeah, she's got, uh, she's wearing uh, some sort of, like, raised heel. Just, ah, just very so slight. it's easy to get the thing. Very slight. Okay, this is my plan. She's walking with purpose. I'm going to walk, and I'm going to cut her off, and pretend that I tripped and fall. And I'm going to fall right in front of her feet. Okay, give me, um, what are we going to do with this one? Let's give Deception? Me, no, give me an athletics check to see if you don't hurt yourself. That's a 15. Okay, you, you managed to, to fall pretty convincingly in yeah. front of her. Uh, and she, like, oh, she stops. What, what do you Oh, God, my leg. Oh, jeez, man. Oh, gosh. And she just like, oh, um, uh, uh, uh. What did uh, you do? Uh, what did uh, you do? Uh, 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 uh. She's getting really oh, freaked God, out. I need to go to the hospital. Uh, uh. Um, and she 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 tries to step over you and keep walking. She's very <laughs> and I and I roll over and I accidentally quote unquote accidentally topple her over. Okay, uh, give me a uh, dexterity check. Oh, that's a fucking five. A five? Yeah, you you roll over, but she steps on you. Oh, ow! Police! Police help! This woman pushed me and she just stepped on me. I have a heel mark on my foot. She starts uh, walking much faster. Police help! And Police! She, she leaves. She gets away. God damn it. I see another person staring at me. I just look at them and I just go, what do you want? Yeah, and they go... <laughs> and they so walk I retreat. Away. I find a new area that I could do some shady business in. Mm-hmm. What kind of area is this? This is more populated. More populated? Yeah. And I'm going to scout out. What do I see, Mike? You are in sort of the the town square, sort of the main marketplace area. Uh-huh. You see, um, you know, some some vendors selling fish and bread and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm gonna try. How much money do I have left? Uh, barely any. You've got a, a few coppers maybe left. Any police around? Uh, not that you can see. It's a very small. Okay. It doesn't really have a, a, a militia. I'm going to try to steal a loaf of bread. Okay. You go up to the bread vendor, sort of, what's your tactic in this? I'm going to steal the bread and run. Just going to take it and I'm go? I'm going to take it and go. Okay. Uh, give me a sleight of hand check. Six. That's a five. Uh, yeah. You uh, you grab the... You, you stand there and you're like a little bit hesitant, like you're staring at it and this guy's looking at you. 
You look up at him, you grab the bread, and you turn to run, and you run immediately just into, like, his brother right behind you. Ah, shit. Who is the other bread boy who is just (laughs) delivering it down the street. And he picks you up literally by your lapel, and he goes, Watch this! Bread? I see that! And he grabs it, and he puts it back. He goes, uh, Hey, I paid for that. He turns you to his brother, and he goes, Did he pay for this? And the guy goes, No. And he goes, all right. And he just starts taking you. You still got you by the collar. And Where are we just, going? He goes, you're going away. <laughs> Where? Uh, and I don't he, like that. He finds the nearest like person who kind of looks like they're in charge or something. Kind of like the, the... There is sort of a police force, but like not really. They're kind of like guards. Yeah. He finds the nearest guard... And he, he offloads you onto him, basically. And you are taken pretty much straight to the dungeon. <laughs> do, do not pass go. Do not collect 200 Sort of rubles. thing. You go straight to jail. Yeah, you, oh, you go there and you get chucked in this dinky, dirty cell. Uh, and you're there for about a week. Just, like, pretty much starving. I mean, they are feeding you, but it's really not great. It's, like, rotten, moldy this sucks. Yeah. bread. <laughs> this sucks. Your seven-year-old is like, this is not ideal. Yeah. Um, crying in the corner. Okay, you're crying. Yeah. Uh, after about a week, uh, somebody in sort of a, a a set of like beautiful robes, a woman in a set of robes, uh, shows up. She hot? Well, you're seven, oh, so right. you don't really have a concept for that. Uh, a woman wearing uh, the robes are very handsome. Uh, wearing robes, robes are hot. <laughs> show, yeah, great. Nice. Uh, shows up and um, talks a little bit with sort of the constabulary outside. And he comes over, unlocks your cell, grabs you, and pretty much shoves you into her sort of Care. direction. Huh. Uh, this woman, you know, there's not really much you can do. This woman takes you um, and eats you. Oh my god! And no. that's the end of Craig. The rest of the episodes that we've put out have now officially been retconned, and I wanted to take this moment to announce that I will be quitting Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives. Uh, okay, yeah, no, no. She, she takes you, and um, she brings you sort of around with it. She puts you into the back of her wagon with a bunch of other very dirty children. Um, and you have no idea pretty much where you're going, but, you know, it's about a week on the road, just kind of clodding along maybe did you try to down the highway did you try to escape at any point no 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 you're just kind of there yeah i think one of the kids did try to escape and like tried to jump out the back and like fell and broke his arm and then we just smash cut to like an hour later and he's got a shitty sling on he's just sniffling next to you and you're like i fucking told you uh, but I yeah, you can't make that jump. You didn't make that jump. You didn't make that jump. Uh, after a while, like a couple of weeks, you know, you um, more and more kids are kind of being like are kind of disappearing from this cart. Mm-hmm. You know, like they stop off, they get offloaded, and mm-hmm. then you keep going. And eventually, you're the only one who's left. Yeah, in this cart, um, which is just a, you know a bit of a bummer. Um, and you. Show up, you're, you're, you you fall asleep, and you wake up as this cart is uh, pulling up in front of what I can only assu- uh, uh, describe as a giant, like, mansion. This is a big-ass house. <clears throat> like a giant manor house. Um, and it stops. The woman comes in the back and goes, come on, man. Uh, picks you up and takes you to the front door. And basically what ensues is that you have essentially been... Given to what is uh, basically medieval foster care, which is uh, sort of an indentured servitude. Oh God! Program, 
So you are taken into this house by just a lovely family. Oh, uh, a very lovely family. The uh, and the the father of the sort of the the ma- the patriarch of this family. You know, you're his being name. his name is Peter Fatherly. He's a very nice guy. He's very big, very round, very jolly. A mm-hmm. uh, little drunk always, but he's mostly nice. Okay. And what you're you've done, you've basically been sold into is you're you're being taught to serve. You know, to buttle. Oh. Um. Oh. Stuff like that. Oh. But this family is so so nice that you almost feel like like a part of it. You almost feel like one of their kids. Huh. He uh, the the father Peter is. Like I said, a jolly man. He loves to entertain. He loves yeah. having guests over and stuff like that. Uh, and one day, while you are sort of attending this random party that he's throwing for his rich friends, he is um, he busts out like a musical instrument and he starts kind of like playing it or what whatever. What is it? It's something that you've like never heard before. You've probably never heard like music really before. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, what he pulls out is it's this it's this Sort of thin, what uh, basically the size of a big loaf of bread, mm-hmm. uh, with black and white sort of little buttons on it, and a tube that he blows into. And when he blows into this tube and hits the buttons, beautiful, beautiful music comes out. And this is, of course, what you come to know as uh, a melodica. And you, you are just so enthralled by this that I think, like, at a certain point, like somebody is snapping at you to refill their drink, and you're just like staring still. Uh, he definitely notices you, like, eyeballing that thing, mm-hmm. and that you're very, like, enthralled with it, which is, you know, for you, it's beautiful. It's the first music you ever heard. Most of the guests, looking back on it, were not too terribly happy that this was happening. Yeah, they were probably pretty pissed off because melodicas are fucking annoying. They're fucking annoying. But, yeah, uh, after that sort of night, you're, you know, in your bedroom cleaning up or whatever, uh, and you have, uh, he, he, he pops open the door. And you, you sort of stand to attention, you mm-hmm. know, like your boss is here. And he goes, uh, hello there, boy. Hey. Did you, um, did you enjoy the music tonight? The what? Music. Oh, my. Uh, he, he pulls out his melodica and he goes, this. My eyes get all wide and I'm just like, oh, shit, it's the magic singy box. <laughs> he says, tell you what, in the morning after you uh, finish all your chores, come meet me in the garden. So yeah, the next the next morning you do all your chores, you start cleaning up, you know, whatever, all that sort of nonsense. Uh, I hang out with my friend. Your friend. Greg. Greg, yeah, Greg. There's another little boy there who is actually one of the uh, the sons of the family. He's a member ah, of the actual, actual family. Member. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Greg. He's a little bit shitty to you because you're kind of the help, but it's mostly in ge- like a in joke. Jest, yeah. Yeah. So you head out to the garden and you see Peter, fatherly, yeah. uh, hanging out on the on a chair and he goes, uh, you like this, don't you? And he points at the melodica. Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's it's neat. Because this is what we call a melodica. Uh, here, take this. And he he gives you the the tube, and he gives you the uh, he gives you the tube, and he goes now now blow into this. <gasps> and he holds down a couple of keys, and like a beautiful note uh, is played. And you like lose your mind. You're like oh. Like, Whoa. I did that, yeah. Holy crap. He goes, would you like to learn how to play this? <laughs> and you blow into it again. And he goes, all right then. Meet me here each morning after your chores. And you do. You know, you you meet him in the garden. 
and he teaches you some of the basics of the melodica and stuff like that. Um, and this goes on for a couple of years while you're serving. You know, you're, you're cleaning up in the morning, you're going to learn, and you eventually start to get, like, pretty good. Yeah. To the point where he's, like, he's getting impressed. You know, every time you mess up, he kind of scolds you a little bit. Yeah. Just because he's, like, you know, pay attention. Yeah. But there's a point where, like, you get so good that you're able to sort of start playing music on your own. He's not helping you anymore. And mm-hmm. there's one day where you're just so happy to try this new song that you're working on and you play it and you shut your eyes and finish the song and whenever you open them again, he is looking at you shocked. Uh, because what actually happened while you were playing that melodica is you begin to levitate off the ground. What the fuck? And he tells you this. He goes like, I, I don't understand what th- what that was. You know, and... You actually began to levitate. Am and I still levitating? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Whenever you, you opened your eyes, you were on the ground again. You didn't realize what the hell was going oh, on. Oh, okay. He's very excited. You know, you keep working on it. You keep practicing. And there was always a rule that he had that was, you will never touch this without my permission. It's very yes. important. It's very sacred. You know, it's special to me. Yeah. That sort of thing. And you sort of you sort of get the impression that... It was this instrument that caused you to fly. Yeah. That it's like a magic instrument. Uh, the very next day, you know, after that sort of incident happens, you know, you are cleaning up and the the, the boy, the son of the family, Greg, comes up and starts kind of harassing you a little bit. <laughs> Just like in fun. Yeah. He goes, uh, you missed a spot. I say, fuck off, Greg. No, I didn't. Except I don't say it like that because I'm seven. Right. I say, oh, Ha, I, I guess I did. And I cleaned the spot again. I saw you outside with that... Yeah. Um, Are you any good? I, I think so. Your dad thinks I am. Um, can you keep a secret? Yeah, what? I think it's magic. That's stupid. No, really, I do. I The other day, I was playing it, and I, I was playing it, and your dad was there, and he told me that I started floating. I don't believe... That's stupid. You're an idiot. No, it's not. And no, I'm not. You're an idiot. Shut up. You're creepy. I will show you. Fine. Show me. So, we sneak off. Okay. Yeah. And it's around, like... It's night. Yeah. It's it's maybe, like, five. Cool. Six. So, it's dark out. And, uh, Peter's not around. And I go into Peter's room. Mm-hmm. And I grab the melodica. Okay. And I start playing. You start playing. Give me a performance roll. What was that? That was a crit fail. Crit failure. Well, I mean, that's pretty much what I expected to happen. Because you start playing it sort of very haughty. You're like, watch this. And you start playing it, and it's causing you to sort of stumble over your notes. Just playing. Oh, God, no. Uh, I can play it right, I swear. Uh, I swear I can and you play. St- yeah, you start getting exasperated, and you start just like blowing into it angrily and very loudly. Exactly because the door swings open and Peter is standing there. Greg bolts. Greg just runs right past him, and he is livid. He goes, "I told you not to touch this." And he's drunk. He's he is, yeah. He's he's a little bit drunk. Before you can really say anything in in defense or in protest, he just. Takes his hand and he he smacks you, just hard, hard across the face, and the melodica flies out of your hands, 
And in that moment, when he smacks you, mm-hmm. something snaps. It's your jaw. Oh no. my god. Something something happens, and it's something that you can't explain necessarily. That's like you you get hit and you feel so much pain and you're so angry that you just look at him and he falls asleep where he stands and falls backwards over. And I probably just take a look at the melodica. I just think that shit's powerful. Yeah. So I grab the melodica, and at this point, I decide that it's time for me to leave. Okay. And I decide, you know, I'm strong with this melodica. I can get the fuck out of here, and I'm going to go to the city. The city. All right, you you grab it. I mean, the dude is absolutely knocked out. You grab it, you just go away. You don't grab anything. You don't... I don't really have anything. I don't right. have any possessions except for now this melodica. So, so you you leave this I decide that it's probably time for me to get out of here. All right, you you leave, you head out, you know, it's it's a, a good couple of miles to the nearest city, but mm-hmm. you manage to walk. Yeah. Yeah, you walk to the nearest city. Hail a lift. You don't do that. Um you walk to the nearest like little small town and yeah. you know, just kind of keep going, I guess. Yeah. I'm how old now? I'm 12? You're no, you're about you're about 10 at this point. I'm 10. So, so you've been, you know, you've been sort of traveling around a little yeah. bit. Between the ages of 9 and 10, you've been sort of busking from town to town, yeah. running off whenever they kind of catch you scamming them. Yeah. You kind of turn Get tail and run. The hell out of there. You can't go back to prison. But I have I can't go back to prison. And I have my melodica. So, what ends up happening is that I start you know, very poorly Street performing uh-huh. for money. Yeah. And I'm making a couple bucks here and there, but nothing substantial. Right. And it's because, you know, you're not too terribly skilled with that thing. I'm yeah. not. I just, from that terrible rendition of Keyboard Cat, you, <clears throat> yeah. could, you could probably pick that up. So as you're sort of going from town to town, you eventually end up in a massive, massive city. Yes. What's that city called? Appleton? Appleton. You Appleton. end up in the massive city of Appleton. Um... And uh, you see on just a, a wall on a street corner that you're kind of sitting at mm-hmm. uh, posters. Down on the yes, posters advertising uh, the local Bard's College. Oh, cool, neat. Yeah, and I mean, in this world, college just means a, a kind of school. Of, yeah, yeah. And now I think, you know, I have a magical instrument. Uh huh. Why don't I go there? Okay. You head over to the college. What do you try to do to get in? What do I do to get in? I guess I'm just going to knock on the door. Okay, it opens, and a very tall, very smarmy-looking elf is standing there. I'm homeless, and I have a magical instrument. Will you teach me how to play it? Okay. And that's that. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> you you, uh, you go to the school. You, you, you spend a couple of years, you know, training. Yeah. It's a free school. You know, it's not like they provide you with anything useful. So yeah. uh, you just kind of hang around them, yeah. you know, learning the, the trade a little bit. You're still ever so convinced that this is a magical instrument. Yep. Uh, and a lot of the students for... are getting pissed off at me because I think they realize that my instrument's not magical. Yeah. That I am magical and that I am in the wrong fucking school. Yes. But I don't get that. 
Yeah, you sort of you sort of start learning to maybe process magic a little bit while you're there, but it's mostly just instrumentation. Yeah, this goes on for a couple of years. You're about twelve now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, yeah. I, I'm still on the streets because you know there's no dorms at that school, so I just kind of would go learn and then leave. And uh, I start, I'm I'm pretty damn good at this melodica now. Like I can I can maybe conjure up you know, what I think is the the melodica conjuring up mm. some, like, spells here and there, maybe a couple dancing lights. Yeah. Uh, Low-level prestidigitation. It's kind of like the extent of, of what you yeah. got, yeah. And that's pretty much what I can do. Um, but I'm really good at playing actual music, so I start street performing, and before I was getting a couple bucks here and there, but now people are fucking loving it, yeah. man. I'm rolling 20s on all my performances. <laughs> I am getting the money... Still not enough for me to do anything with, but people really like me. And one day, a stranger comes by and sees me playing. Oh, you're, you're mighty good at that, uh, that there blow box. I'm sorry? I said you're mighty good at that there blow box, son. Oh, uh, thanks. It's it's called a melodica. Uh, oh, can very I help you? Uh, well, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Are you? Do you have anywhere that you live? Uh, no. Here, this corner. All right. Right here in the streets. Why don't you, um, why don't you come with me, if you don't mind? That's a little creepy. I'm a little creeped out. Uh, and behind him, you see, uh, a very colorful wagon, uh, roll up. And he goes, um, all right, well, if you change your mind, you can meet us at the big tent on the outskirts of town. All and right. he hops on, and he, whoosh, and he goes. And I look around, and no one's around, so I can't make any quips. <laughs> so I just look and I say, I really should have taken that ride. Yep. And I walk to the tent. <laughs> you walk to the tent, which is a good, like, two, three miles, yep. maybe. Uh, yep. God. And you see on the outskirts of town a massive, like, big top tent. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, like, a half a mile in diameter. Yeah. It's the craziest fucking thing you've ever seen. Uh, you head up and you see this man uh, now dressed in, like, a very nice, like, purple suit. Yeah. Uh, with a big old top hat, and he sees you coming. He goes, "Oh, hello there, boy! I knew you'd be around." Hi, how's it going? How's it going yourself? Uh, I'm glad that you managed to come here. I got a bit of a proposition for you. Sure. What's What's up? Well, we here uh, we we have a lot of customers coming through, and uh, we like to get them a little bit riled up before the show starts. So, um, tell you what, why don't you why don't you play a tune on that little there, there blow box for me real Performance quick? Performance check. Performance check. Oh shit, that's a nat twenty. That's a crit twenty. Okay, yeah, you play it. It is amazing. As you're playing it, some sort of sparks start kind of flying off the edge of it. That's sort yeah. of your prestidigitation manifesting. Yeah. A little bit. Some dancing lights. Just a couple I start of things. levitating like an inch off the ground. Yeah, and you see a couple of bystanders who are just kind of walking by, like checking it out, like start applauding. They're amazed. They're amazed, and they go, uh, they go like, "This is amazing!" You know, like, what, what, what? What is this place? And the the man in the suit goes, uh, "Welcome to the circus, folks. Yeah, you can come right up and, st- and buy your tickets here. See more of those wonderful performances." And they all crowd over buy buy tickets to this circus, and uh, they go and they do that. The ringleader guy comes up to you and he goes, uh, "I tell you what, if you'd like to travel with us and and do what you just did to uh, to get customers to come in, we could uh, certainly compensate you." Wait, what? You're going to pay me to stand here and play the melodica? That's right, boy. What? And I assume that means yes. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yes, yes. I would I would love to do that. That that's amazing. Would I have a place to sleep? Uh, well, we we can figure something out. And my eyes just go like super wide. And basically my dreams are like coming true in this moment. I just got told that I'm going to be paid to perform for people and I get a place to sleep that's not a dirt. That's amazing. Well, I didn't say that. That's not you've, a, a uh, concrete. So you've joined the circus. Yes. You run off to join the circus. Uh, and uh, you are sort of their greeter. You know, you hang out outside, which yeah. is, you know, what you just did. That's what they paid you to do. Uh, you get a decent-ish place to sleep. You know, you... Uh, well, it's not decent-ish. It's better than what you've had. Uh, you're, you're sleeping in the horse... Uh, the horse... Kennel? Stable. No, yeah. stable. Yeah, not kennel. Uh, I'm sleeping, sleeping on with, some hay? Sleeping on it's some hay. It's way more comfortable than dirt. Yeah, you wake up with a couple of, like, like ticks on you, and you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, I don't have shit on me. This is fantastic. Awesome. Uh, you did have a little bit, but not I as much as fun. usual. Not as much as I usually do. Yeah, and every There's a day, watering hole, I'm assuming. I could take, like, a little bath. Exactly. They'll, you know, the, 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 these giant uh, trunked animals spray you down with water every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you meet some very, very interesting people. You know, you meet sword swallowers, you meet dagger throwers, uh, and conjurers and, and, uh, magicians and stuff like that. And they, you know, as you're sort of greeting and also kind of being the sweeper boy, they're teaching you some little tricks. They're teaching you, you know, your little prestidigitation, the little spark trick that you like to do. Can also be used to clean surfaces. What? You know? Can also be used to cause noise, all kinds of crazy, just for sort of for performance, you know. They help you make your little dancing orbs of light uh, a little bit brighter, yeah. Show you, they, they give you some showmanship, they teach you how to do that. You know, the dagger throwers, they teach you how to throw daggers, you know, maybe one day one of them is sick and you have to step in. Uh, the sword swallower, I mean, I don't know why he would know how to use a sword, but he kind of teaches you to punch people. Shit, that's just awesome. A bit. There's a strong man who's like, this is how you lift with your legs. You just learn a lot of life skills. That's good. Over the 10 years that you spend at I the do. circus. 10 years in the circus. So yeah, 10 years go by and you're always, you know, you always wake up next to your melodica. Yep. You go out, you perform, you do all kinds of, you know, brilliant music, which causes lights and sparks and levitation and stuff like that uh one day you wake up and it is not there what the fuck it's just not there next to you where is it you search high and low you look in in the hay that you were sleeping in you search the food troughs everything it is just gone uh and you have no idea where it is you spend that entire day you actually miss your shift greeting people you spend your entire day investigating where this possibly could have gone. And you eventually manage to somehow you I think you just start hearing you Melodica. start hearing it yeah. from very far away. I'm gonna go check that out. You go check it out and you find it's sort of back closer to the normal sort of closer to the town. Uh-huh. There's a little like there's there's like this thuggish looking dude and his friends who are hanging out by a tree. Uh-huh. Just like blowing into the this and like laughing like it sounds so stupid that sort of thing, and just like making fun of it. They're like if if leather jackets existed, they'd be wearing them. They're, they're the snake crew, or whatever. yeah. They're the they're tunnel, tunnel snakes. snakes. They're just thugs. Ugh. Uh, and they have it, and they're kind of passing it around and fucking around with it. Hey, excuse me. Hi. Yeah. What do you want, kid? That's mine. Uh, mm, I don't know about that. You know, not, I not I got it. it right here. Yeah, but that's mine though. 
Oh, really? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Uh, can I have that back? Yeah, tell you what. Here, here you go. And he goes, he goes to, to hand it to you. And as you try to grab it, he yanks it back and you kind of stumble a little bit. He keeps doing it. He puts it down and he puts it down. He pulls it up and he puts it down. He at pulls this it point, up. aren't I decent at hand-to-hand combat? You're all right. Yeah. I'm going to fuck his shit up, dude. All right. Make, uh, what are you just going to punch him? Yeah. Go ahead. Make an attack roll. 12. That does it. You sock this guy in the gut while he's laughing at you. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, roll a d4. Roll damage. Four. Four. You really catch this guy off guard. That's how Houdini died. Yeah. You really catch this guy off guard. You're about, like, 22. You're not, like, a baby anymore. Yeah. You, you catch this guy really off guard. You knock the wind out of him. And he is livid. He's so pissed off. Like, you do that and you kind of don't know what to do with yourself Do I have the Melodica back? No. Oh, you just fuck. socked him and he, like, kind of doubled over. And he chucks the Melodica backwards to his friends and he takes his breaths and he just turns on his heels and he decks you in the face. Ooh. Just, he hits you so, so hard that it sends you to the ground. And as he hits you across your face, something snaps again again and you're so violently angry and you stand up and you look at him and what happens what happens is chill touch happens okay you you spit on your heels you're violently angry it's like it's like carrie or like 11 whenever something horrible happens to them and you just like stare daggers at this fucking guy and suddenly a ghostly hand appears and begins to just throttle him, just choke him out. Oh shit! Yeah, it's almost like Darth Vader, like like choking him. Yeah, and it just it, it terrifies his friends. They drop the melodica, they scream, and they run. Yeah, uh, and this guy, you know, you're choking the life out of him. What do you do? I'm gonna grab the melodica. Yeah, and run away. Okay. You grab the melodica, you run away. As you get sort of far enough away, the spell dissipates. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can hear just, like, horrible gasping and, and wheezing from behind you. You run back to the circus, to the big top, you know, hoping to get there in time for your shift. But it's there's already people inside. And you can, like, peer inside the tent and see that only about half the audience is filled, like, for the first time ever. Uh, since you've been hired and the you sit outside for the entirety of the performance and you hear like some like when the whole thing is done just some lackluster applause the audience files out and you're just kind of standing there like really sad just very disappointed in yourself yeah and the ringleader comes out and he goes um where were you some guy stole my melodica and I had to get it back because I can't do any of the stuff that I can do without the melodica. And he goes, uh, well, that's a shame. And he just turns and he walks inside. And do you try to follow him? Yeah, at first, yeah. You try to follow him and as he walks through sort of the tent flaps, they just close behind him. Not like it's a door, you know, yeah, or like it's sealed up. Magically but he kinda... didn't exactly hold it open. Ugh. I don't think I'm wanted here anymore. I don't think I want to be here anymore. Okay. Some weird shit happened back there. And you... I used magic without my melodica. Exactly. 
a lot of thoughts are coming into my head. And I think that I don't really need to be in this circus anymore. I think I've learned everything that I need to learn. And I, I think, think that it, it honestly, it probably reminds you of the time that you were abandoned by your parents Family. yeah, and basically disowned by the fatherlies. Yeah. And it's happened again. Man, I need a family. Is that just, that's just like the thought that pops in your Kind head? of. You know, living at the circus was great, but we never really like clicked that much, apparently, because they just kicked me out for missing one shift. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not too happy about that. But I think that I need something. There's something missing in my life. As you're sort of sitting there, like, outside contemplating just all this sort of stuff, you see, like, a gaggle of, like, some teenage girls kind of go by, and they recognize you, and they, like, they start giggling, and they start, like, kind of laughing, and they just give you, like, a quick little wave. And I get really happy, and I wave back at them, and I wink at them. And you do that, and they, like, kind of, like, squeal a little bit, and they just, like, run away and start giggling and talking to each other. I think that... Is what I like. That's what I need. I like it when people, like, adore me. I want everyone to adore me. Because that way I don't need a family because then everyone will be my family. So I decide that I'm going to start going around touring. Okay. Craig the Tap Dancing Sorcerer. You learned to tap dance later, I guess. Yeah, I guess that he did at some point. Actually, I don't think you've tap danced in the series, so maybe you don't even know how to. I don't think I do. Um, Craig the Tap Dancing Sorcerer. And I'm going to be famous. And I'm going to head from town to town, touring, playing some music, and it's going well. You probably do that, you know, for for, uh, for like a A year year or two. So So maybe a couple years. 24? 24-ish. 24 so you're you're touring from town to town, you're hopping around, and it's going great. You know, you sort of playing your melodica and also doing magic shows, you know, realizing that that it's not just the instrument that gives you power, you know. And you eventually, your travels take you to a relatively small village, uh, or, or a, a decent sized one, much smaller than Appleton, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the town of Dawn Springs. Huh. And... You get to this town and something just feels like right. Huh. You know, you're you're you 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 see the gate of this town, and before you step in, you just have a thought that's like, alright. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice. <laughs>